welcome. Come on in from the foyer. Hooray. How about we stand to our feet? It's been an incredible weekend. There's been creative conferences, marriage seminars. My goodness, it's been awesome to connect with the church family. But it is so good to be home in the house. How about we just close our eyes for a moment? Just take a moment. Father God, we thank You for this morning. We thank You that no matter what our weeks have looked like, Lord, that You receive us as we are. We thank You, God, that we don't need to pretend or put on anything, Lord, or or try and um, fake it, Lord God, but You take us where we're at and You invite us in with open arms to enjoy Your company this morning. And Father, I thank You, Lord God, that whatever we may be carrying this morning, oh God, where there's a spirit of heaviness, God, that You're going to exchange it for one of peace, oh God, one of joy, Father. So we thank You, God, that this morning we don't have to walk out of this place the same way. So as we lift our voices to You, as we sing truth about You this morning, we thank You, Lord God, that there's a beautiful exchange that's going to take place in Jesus' Name. And we all said, Amen. Awesome. You guys get to be the drums. Good luck. (laughs) Oh, well done. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Thanks be. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in His name. Thanks be to God.
of your people. And so to what day we praise you, we honour you with, with grateful hearts. Thank you that you're amongst us. Thank you that you want to minister, that you want to touch people's lives today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're present. And we recognise your presence and we welcome you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. We welcome God and I welcome you. Great to have you with us today, and uh, if it's your first time with us today, very warm welcome to you too. How about as you take a seat, say hello to someone around you, introduce yourself, tell them they're looking fantastic. Well, it is so good to see you this morning. We have a great day planned. We're very privileged today to have Pastors Ian and Dale Wright with us all the way from Invercargill, which is wonderful, and I will introduce them to you shortly. And again, a very warm welcome to you. My name's Sheridan, and uh, it's a, a privilege to be able to share with you and lead you today. If you're, If it's your first or second time here, a very, very warm welcome to you. Can I encourage you to go to our website or and um, just flick in some details here. We'd love to get in touch with you and we'd love to do anything we can do to help you on your journey with Jesus. And so if you'd like to do that, it makes it really easy. And uh, I pray that you have a great day today. I pray that you can relax, that you really connect with Jesus, that you connect with some people. And uh, one thing I think about Activate Church is we've just got the best people ever a part of this church. And uh, so you'll find someone you really like. You will. You will. It's fantastic. Hey, has anyone had a birthday in the last week or wedding anniversary? Or Yes, I see that. Wedding anniversary. Come on. Happy anniversary. That's brilliant. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up nice and high. If you have a wedding or birthday or... Just a couple of you. Wow. It's special. 
Well, Father, I bless these ones in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that your hand will be on them in this next year, that they will know your uh, provision, your presence in every area of their lives, Jesus, that this next year will be great. And so I give you thanks for each one that's celebrating today. And again, I bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got some news, which if you turn your eyes to the screen, will be really good. Welcome to Activate News. There is so much happening, so make sure you grab a pen and put these dates in your diary. On Monday, Activate College Night Classes start. On Tuesday is All Campus Prayer Night. On Wednesday is Activate Prime. On Sunday, we'll have water baptisms. And next week, Activate Business launches on Wednesday, 11th of August. You can get all info on all of these events on our website or at the info desk. And check this out. We asked some of our church family to share some of their miracle stories from Global Legacy Month. Let's check it out. I bumped into a colleague in the Countdown parking lot. Um, he was limping, his legs were basically straight. He couldn't bend his knees at all. It just felt like, uh, I just said, can I pray for you? Um, I just prayed a, a, a short prayer on Monday morning. I saw him at the, at the, at the coffee machine in the kitchen and he just like, was just amazed. He, st- he started bending his knees and saying, look at my knees, what did you do? What, how did you do this? Um, and he just said to some other colleagues that are sitting around, this guy prayed for my knees and now I can bend them. And yeah, just uh, he was quite overwhelmed. He didn't really know what to, what to make of it. Um, yeah, asked me if I'd done some magic on him. But then the next occasion was I, uh, my, actually the owner of our business. He came to me and told me how he hadn't been able to run because his hamstring was really tight to him. So I followed him to his office and he was, looked at me like, what do you want kind of thing? So I said, can we go into your office? And I just asked him if I could pray for him. But my boss is really an intimidating guy. So um, yeah. So it was really nervous, like praying, like I stuttered and stammered a lot and I prayed for him. And uh, yeah, then he went for the, the physio on the Tuesday night. On Thursday, he comes to my desk and he says, man, I went for a run on Wednesday night, three Ks and uh, no problems at all. Then our receptionist at work, she was complaining about her knee as well. And we was really battling to drive. I just prayed for her, just a quick prayer. But it was last week, just about, about two weeks after I had prayed for her, she, I asked her again, I said, um, how's your knee since I prayed for you? And her whole face lit up and she said, I've been meaning to tell you that since you prayed for me, I haven't, it hasn't happened once. I think I was 12 years old. I started becoming allergic to almond nuts and it just progressed so badly that last year it, I was allergic to all the nuts and I even ended up in the ED because of my peanut allergies that progressed. Every time I accidentally got nuts in, I developed all the anaphylactic symptoms. My allergies progressed even further that I couldn't eat food that was made in sunflower oil, which is half of the restaurants in the world. So I was so frustrated. I had an episode at work because of the sunflower oil and I was so on her wall for two days that I couldn't think. I was dizzy, I was nauseous, stomach pains, struggled to breathe. Um, and that's the point when I decided this is enough. I can't deal with this anymore. So I have a really good friend in Gisborne 
Um, she phoned me the one day and told me that she had tea with a lady in her church and this lady just like out of the blue just started praying for her and she felt really uncomfortable but she just went for it and the lady said to her you are free from allergies now because allergies are not from God and she was freed from dairy and gluten allergies and I phoned my friend and I said I'm coming down to Gisp and this lady needs to pray for me as well God is my God is the only person that can save me right now. I told her my story and all of a sudden she just started praying. And she kind of freaked me out because she started casting out demons. And while she was praying, I asked God to show me in the spiritual realm what was going on because this lady is casting out demons and I'm kind of uncomfortable with this whole situation. And I felt God's presence. And that's what healed me, was God's presence. God's presence. So I said to God that I will try nuts if he tells me to, because I need to be faithful and obedient. But it's scary and I'm human. I kept on hearing the Holy Spirit tell me, trust me, trust me, repetitively, trust me. And I was like, okay, God, I, I hear you. Okay, we, we can do this. He gave me a verse through a friend Romans 8 verse 14 says the mature children of God listens to the impulses of the Holy Spirit and straight after he filled me with so much confidence I walked up to the freezer and I got my hazelnut ice cream and halfway through I realized but I'm fine normally within the first bite that the nut would touch my tongue I would start burning and my throat would start swelling within two to three minutes. 15 minutes, halfway through my ice cream, I was still fine. And I was in a constant battle. I was so overwhelmed by the enemy trying to tell me, you're not, you're not healed. It's impossible. <laughs> like, you're not healed. And I kept on saying, the mature children of God listen to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. He told me to trust Him. And that's what I'm going to do. It took a lot of convincing, <laughs> but today, I think it's three months later, I'm still healed. And Pesto is amazing. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? That's great, eh? That's two of many uh, that we've heard about in the last month or so, which is absolutely fantastic. And of course, Global Legacy was a month of miracles, wasn't it? It was a month of miracles, praying for individual miracles. And can I say, if you've not yet received a miracle that you're believing for, don't give up. Keep praying, keep believing, keep stepping out in faith, because God is a God of miracles. Sometimes His timing and ours is a little different, but He is a God of miracles. And, um, and keep your faith in Him, keep believing. And we also received an offering. Would you like to know how we did in the offering? Because we received an offering and faith promise. You're not going to be able to do this sitting down. It's pretty cool. I need you to stand up. I'm going to count you down in a minute. I think it's worth cheering, actually. Oh, can we do a practice cheer? I just want to make sure it's worthy. It's worthy, the practice cheer. I'll count to two and do a practice cheer. One, two. Okay, that, that's not good enough for where we got to. It was close. It was close. 
But I, I, we're going to have to do better. Because I'm, I'm really thrilled with what God's done amongst us and what God's doing amongst us. And it's awesome. I'll count down from five because I want you to be filled with anticipation. And I just because I can, I want to draw it out as long as possible because I know, I know that you just want me to tell you. So five. Four and a half. No, 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 no. Four, three, two. And now actually, before I do this, I actually know it's better than what I'm going to tell you. But this was the latest data I've got. But since this, I've heard that it's better. So that's good. That's good, eh? So it's even better than what I'm going to tell you. You're getting impatient. I like this. I, I like it when I see this impatient eagerness on your face. It's not always the case, and it's good today. I like it. I'm just having a moment. It's great. It's great. What number was I up to? One. <laughs> Two. One. 575453 Isn't that fantastic? It's great, eh? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Father, we are truly grateful that You've moved us all by faith to sow into kingdom stuff and what You're doing. And Father, we believe by faith that You will provide it and that it will come in and that we will do everything that You've called us to do in this season. So I thank You, Jesus. Again, we honour Your faithfulness. We honour Your goodness. I thank You that You've stirred our faith. And I bless every person who's put their hand up and said, I want to be part of what we're doing because our part matters. So I ask that your blessing, your providence would be on every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't that exciting? That's great. That's fantastic. Woohoo! I love that. That's wonderful. Well, no, stay standing up. We're going to worship Jesus. But before we do, it is a great privilege today to have pastors Ian and Dale Wright with us, all the way from Invercargill. And um, these guys are legends in our movement, Axe Churches. They've, they've been part of Axe Churches for a long, long time. They've been in Invercargill ministering for a long time. They've been ministering for a long time. And um, they really are champions. They're wonderful people. I've had personally had the, Jan and I have had the privilege of knowing them for about 30 years. And uh, I had the privilege of working with Ian for probably 15 of those years and, um, and, and it's been a great journey and I feel thrilled to have them here today. I mean, Ian has a passion around the things of the Holy Spirit and I really want to encourage you to open your hearts, open your spirit as he ministers today and allow God to be God amongst us. You know, allow, uh, if you're hungry for what God's doing, it'll pull something really special out of Ian. And so I encourage you to stir your hunger for the things of God and stir your faith and expect God to move amongst us this morning. I'm not going to come up at the end of uh, our singing and introduce Ian, this is it. I'm just going to give him the mic and, and you can go for it. And, um, but it's so good to have you guys with us. Absolutely thrilled and honoured to have you. Can we please give them a great big welcome? It's fantastic. Wonderful. Great. And while you're clapping, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus, because He is awesome. 
Amen to that. Thank you, Lord. This is a song that we've written. When it came to the point of what we're going through in the world and what we're facing at the moment, there can be a lot of heaviness. But God doesn't want us to walk with that heaviness. And the words, the beginning, when the world seems uncertain, case in point of everything at the moment, I will put my trust in you. So we get to make the choice this morning that yes, we acknowledge the fact of what's going on around us, maybe the situations that we're facing and walking through, but we also get to acknowledge the fact that we choose to trust Him this morning. And we need God, our Heavenly Father, to intervene in circumstances because we can't do that ourselves, yeah? So as we sing this, may the words minister to your heart and let them capture the heart of our God this morning. When the world seems uncertain, I put my trust in you. When my world seems to unravel, I put my trust in you. God, we pray in your name. Have your way here today. Intervene and defend. Let your will be done.
Come on, just lift your hands for a moment. So great to be here today. And uh, I just want to, again, welcome you to this great service this morning. But come on, just lift your hands for a moment. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We want to thank you, Lord, for those amazing testimonies this morning. Uh, and even if you're in pain right now, if you're, you know, I don't know whether you're deaf or maybe you couldn't hear me say that. But anyway, um, if, uh, if you've got uh, shoulder problems or knee problems or hearing problems or eye problems. But Father, we lift up your name right now. You are the healer. You are our breakthrough. You are our anointing. You are our closest friend. Uh, Lord, we thank you that your word declares you went about destroying the works of the enemy. And so, Father, we know that the thief comes only to steal, kill, destroy. But you have come to give us life in all of its fullness. And we receive your life right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your goodness. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go and hug someone if they're huggable. Kiss them if they're kissable. Don't touch them if they're not. Um, but otherwise, it's uh, just just do that. Thank you, Jesus. Where's my eye? Thank you, Stanley. I can't believe that Stanley is here. Um, uh, we, we, we had a quick hug and, and then he says, you don't recognize me. And uh, when I did, I, I was just, I was just blown away. 2009, uh, we were in Chennai and uh, we had such a great meeting in the Holy Spirit. Your, your father uh, got so released and you were telling me, and I think your brother too, I don't know who, they were telling me, you know, you know daddy's dancing. And I thought, well, I, most of my meetings, people dance and that's pretty cool. And, and then and they said to me, daddy doesn't believe in dancing in church. <laughs> uh, some of you don't either, do you? <laughs> anyway, that's okay. That's okay. It's great to be here. Stanley, are you going to play for me? All right, that's good. Just go louder when I have to quit, all right? So just drown me out. That would be the great thing. I want to honor my wife. Um, Dale's my first wife, um, and um, she's been that way for about 38 years now. Um, and she often... Oh, it's 47 now. Holy smokes. That went quick. We met when we were 17 years old, and she had a miniskirt, which was quite attractive. And, uh, and uh, so I immediately fell in lust, love, and, um, and uh, we got married um, um, yeah, a couple of years after that, didn't we? We were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was all good. And we told all of those stories. Um, they're secret tapes now hidden in the deep web um, from yesterday's marriage seminar that we did. So who was at that, Wave, if, if you were at that? Did we have a good time or what? You're, she's still not sure, this lady in red here. But that's it. Just put your hands to water right now. Father, help her, Jesus. You know, like, that's all good. No, we had a great time. We loved all of that. And I just really honor Dale. Um, we have three uh, boys, eight grandchildren. And uh, we, uh, we just love seeing what God is doing uh, with people all around the world. It is so exciting. Amen. You're good? You're good. Um, the reason I love... I love your testimonies this morning. I love healing testimonies. And uh, we're seeing people um, getting healed all the time. A few years ago, um, we were, four years ago, uh, we were up in uh, Bethel Church in Reading in the States. Dale's the uh, national coordinator for Bethel Sozo. So, um, so if, if, if my message doesn't work, see her, because she is spectacular. You know, she really is. She'll get you sorted out in no time. And um, 
But uh, we were up there and we were quite jet lagged, you know, because we'd come in, we'd flown from New Zealand. It was a reasonably long flight. We'd got there late and, uh, and there was a meeting on, but I thought, oh man, I just want to go to bed. And uh, we checked into our hotel and Dale says, let's go to the meeting. Well, she was way more excited than I was, I can tell you. And, um, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, anybody experienced jet lag before? Oh my Lord, you know, so I became unsaved, really. It was just uh, one of those kind of things, you know, so the, uh, we, were, we were there and anyway, we ended up going to the meeting, Dale won, she gave me the look and, um, and so uh, we went to the meeting and we endured the meeting, which was lovely, it was a great meeting, a couple of thousand people there worshipping, all that kind of stuff um, and then at the end they had a fire tunnel. Okay, people lined up, get prayed for it. And so the, the, the Bethel staff team and students and all that were along the front and, uh, and uh, praying. And Dale said, come on, let's go down there. And I went, 2,000 people, this is going to take forever. You know, and so we were crammed. And, and um, I, I thought I saw a shortcut. And, um, and so uh, I went for that. And then they pushed me into the back. And, uh, and, and so we had to be herded down the front and the two of us are, are, um, are, are you know, getting down there. Finally, we get to the front and they pray for us and we're just really walking along and the, you know, they're laying hands on us and all of that and that's great. Now, I have familial deafness um, and uh, you know, so my family, particularly on my mum's side, all deaf, um, hearing aids, all that kind of stuff. It happened early, so um, um, you know, my hearing aids were fairly visible and, uh, and so the, the, the interesting thing was as I went down the line, um, you know, I, got, I thought, oh, that'll be great. And Dale often said, you need to get prayed for for your deafness, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And I just kept on saying, pardon. And uh, the, anyway, we went down, we got prayed for, went out the back, and um, I thought, I just want to go home. I want to go back to, the, um, uh, back to the hotel. And then Dale comes back. She's really excited, jacked up in the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm talking about? I'll try this side. The, the, yeah, come on. That's right. And so she's really excited. You guys are still saved. It's okay. And, uh, and, and so she said, let's do that again. And I went, no, like, honestly. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, reluctantly, I went down, saw a shortcut this time, took it, got down the front. Just as I was getting out of the prayer line, a whole bunch of Bible college students uh, saw me. And, um, and because they were behind me, they saw my, my hearing aids. And, uh, and so they, they went, he's deaf, and then shouted at me like I was a deaf person, you know. And, um, and, you know, like literally when they got my attention, can you hear me? Yes, I've got hearing aids. I can hear you very clearly. Please calm down, please. And I'm jet lagged and, and I'm a Kiwi, all right. And, and I'm grumpy. I'm getting, I wasn't getting grumpy. I was full grumpy, all right. And, uh, and so uh, uh, that was interesting. So they didn't care about any of that. And so they, they prayed for me. The anointing came on me. And, and I'm used to living in the anointing, but not when I'm jet lagged and grumpy. Anybody? Because it's kind of like a repellent, you know? Anyway. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm getting anointed. And now I'm crawling. I'm, I'm on my knees and I'm like crawling along with these 14-year-olds beating me like, they, they believed in the laying on of hands repeatedly, you know, like, and, and, and with violence, you know, like I'm talking about. And so they're, they're really getting into it. And then uh, finally, I get through this and they drag me up and they go, can you hear? You know, and I'm going, yeah, I can hear. I can hear. And they said, take your hearing aids out. So I took my hearing aids out and I'm holding them up. Well, they saw that as a sign of a miracle. 
you know, I'm holding my head. And then they start shouting to everybody, he's healed, he's healed. You know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, just get me out of here. You know, it's just one of those things. It's just like, this is the loony tunes, you know. And, um, and, and, and I pray for the sick, you know. But, you know, when you're in that mood, you just go, oh, just get me to bed. I'll be happy. Anyway, long story short, they put a camera in my face, tell me to tell my testimony of being, and I'm like going, I don't know what's happening. Dale's got a really goofy photograph of me holding up hearing aids. Anyway, we get back to the hotel and Dale looks at me and it's only the way that, you know, a wife of just about 48 years can do and go, what are you going to do? Because we, what do we do with healing? What do we do when someone prays for us? Um, what do I do when I, I pray for someone? I, I always get them to, you know, if it's a gammy leg, I just get them to do something with it. You know, go and walk. I let those testimonies that you saw this morning, outstanding, outstanding. Like, did you feel faith just coming into you for that? I mean, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so when you hear the Word of God, that's happened. In fact, Revelation says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when you tell others what God's done in your life, there is a miracle on the sound of your voice. Because death and life come in the power of the tongue. Yeah, who remembers being called out when you're a kid at school? You know, someone said, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire, or you've got a face like the back end of a bus. I don't know, you know, uh, I got a haircut once. Um, well, when I had hair, and um, I remember going back, we had short back and sides in my day. Anybody blokes generally remember short back and sides? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, great. And so I went back, and I remember this kid coming around, hey, you look like a taxi with his back doors open. Because my ears, you know, see my ears now? Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like 67 now. My ears were always this size. So even when I was a baby, like they were that size. It was, you know, I've got weird photographs, you know, I really have. It's like, oh, God, that kid, you know, he looks like a jug. And, um, and uh, so, you know, and, and I you remember all of those words. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, huh? And so you remember those things. But healing is like that too. Jesus just said, be healed, go. And the sound that he carried. But you carry the same sound. Did you know that? It's amazing. You carry the same sound. Why? Christ is in you. Paul said this in Colossians 1.27. He said, this is the secret of the gospel. And, you know, and I, I say this, I, I love this. In the New Living Translation, um, which, is a, which is a Bible version I really love just to read because it's so readable for me. And, uh, you know, you, you know, whatever version you, you like there. North Island version, the NIV, whatever you use is, uh, is, is great. Just read the word, you know. And, um, but I love it because in Colossians 1.27, it just says, this is the secret, period, full stop. And, and you go, everybody wants to know the secret. Heck, all the new ages. You know, they, they wrote a book called The Secret. They did the video, the film. You can get it downloaded on, on Netflix now. The Secret. You know, Christians are lining up and getting it. You know, they want to know the secret. Everybody wants to know the secret to, to however we do life. But Paul says that the secret of the gospel, that's what he was talking about. And he said, this is the secret. Full stop. Starts again. Jesus Christ lives within you. Hi there. How you doing? You all right? Jesus Christ lives within you. What's your name? Jesus Christ lives within Andrew. Even Andrew sometimes doesn't want to live within Andrew. 
And I could pick on all of you. Sometimes we want to jump out of ourselves. If you're like me, I, I like, oh boy, let get out of here. But Jesus Christ said, I'm going to be with you forever. And so anyway, um, I'm holding up my hearing aids. You thought I'd forgotten. And, uh, and I, I go to the back, they film me. It goes viral and around their, where their areas because this deaf guy got healed. Dale says to me back at the hotel, what are you going to do? And um, I said, I don't know, I'm just going to go to bed. And I did. I went to bed, went to sleep. My hearing aids are sitting on the, on the, on the sideboard of the, of the bed there, the bed thing. And, um, and in the morning, she's like, first thing comes out of her mouth, what are you going to do? I said, I'm not going to put them in again until I need them. And that was four years ago. I've never needed them since. So that was quite good, eh? See? So amazing. Amazing. So, I mean, you know, if, if God does that for me. Oh, by the way, when I told that story just like that in our church when I came back, and uh, well, once I really tested the thing out, and so, so the, the day I trotted it out, testimony of Jesus of the spirit of prophecy, four people were instantly healed of, of, of hearing. And, um, and a lady heard about that. She came the next week and she was so excited. She was elderly. Uh, she, I don't want to have hearing aids. They're a pain, um, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so she came and she was waiting for me to tell it again. She said, you've got to tell that story again. So I told kind of again. And um, she was waiting for the miracle. And, um, and, and when it came for me to, to pray, uh, I said, I just want you either to just put your hands on your ears or, or pray or whatever ailment you've got. doesn't matter, you know, if you're jacked up with your knee or your shoulders or whatever like that. Do that. And, and she was just so in the zone. She's a, she used to teach me Sunday school. That's how old she is. And, um, and uh, in a very conservative, reform, um, evangelical background that I had, you know, we love God, the Father, the Son, and what's His name? Or the Father, the Son, and the Holy Word. Um, the Holy Spirit was like off the menu. Trust me, in my background, absolutely off the menu. And, 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 and she's sitting there waiting. I tell the story, um, go through it again a little bit, but quicker this time. And, uh, and she's she waiting for that time. She reaches up to take her hearing aids out and um, looking forward to this, this healing she's going to get. And then she realized that she got, I didn't even put them in this morning. That's crazy my hearing aids what happened to my hearing and she left them at home <laughs> she was so excited she, she was going to go like I don't I, you know, she'd forgotten even to put them in she forgot the dramatic so no dramatic moment sadly you know like it's terrible she got to hear though that's quite good come on come on come on come on I think one of the things that um, before I close I People, I'm trying to look at the time. I don't even know what I've got left. Oh, I've got 23 minutes left. Oh, mate. We can get the whole counsel of God. That's awesome. One of the, one of the things that um, I'm pretty passionate about is this whole area of Christ within us, the hope of glory. Because if, if, if that's true, and it is, then the moment we start laying hands on people, I want you just to grab your Bibles for a moment and just maybe just turn over to Acts. There's a great scripture in there. Um, I don't know whether you guys put that on the screen. Uh, they did ask me if I had any scriptures or any uh, PowerPoint. Most of my messages are pointless, so I didn't give them any clue for that. And, um, but there is a scripture in Acts chapter, um, wow, uh, Acts chapter 10. 
and uh, verse 18, reading out of the, NL, uh, the NLT version, the New Living Translation. Uh, and it says, You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. All right. Did you know He did that with you as well? <laughs> he did that with you. He touched you with power. I was 11 years old in a church that didn't believe in power, the power of God, and He touched me in power. I didn't even know what it was. But I knew He loved me. I knew He loved me that moment. I remember talking to my dad when I came home, and, and I said, Dad, it was really weird. Like, this guy asked us to come forward. No one ever went forward in our church. No one, you know, they, they had what I, I then learned as an altar call. And, um, you know, when God calls you altar. And I was, I, I didn't, didn't go because no one moved in our church. You just sat there in the same place week after week in the same position in the same pew. And that was your spot, apparently. I just learned that. Um, and I grew up in that church. <clears throat> in fact, the first living memory I have is of being in church. My mother probably had me in church. I don't know. But I, that's my memory, you know, from there. We were church people. And, uh, and so I was there in my spot. And, and, but I felt like I was inexorably drawn to the front but I stayed still because I was 11. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but everything in me was being drawn out. If, if there was like, it was, it was crazy. Uh, and um, I remember going home to my dad. I had, I had a great dad. And um, I remember going into his bedroom. We used to knock um, in those days. Um, nowadays, I have three boys. They just go in and, and plunder every bit of clothing I have if they like it. And if they don't like it, they call me names. Um, uh, with, you know, I'm a, I'm a fashion something or other. But anyway, um, and uh, but anyway, they they choose it. But I went in and, and talked to my dad, and I remember saying to him, "Dad, last night I, I you know, had this kind of feeling and drawing, and you know, I was 11. I was trying to explain it, and he said, "That's because you've got two fathers." I, went, I knew it. I knew I was adopted. I knew it. I always knew that. I knew I never fitted into this weird family. You know? <laughs> he said, no, no, no. He, he said, you've, you've got me. I'm your father. I'm your father. But you have a father in heaven. Now, you've, you've always learned, I've always taught you to obey my voice. And he wasn't a harsh person at all, I can tell you. And I had a brilliant upbringing um, and all of that. But he, he said, look, he said, you, you've learned my voice. You've learned to obey my voice sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he said, well, you've got, a, you've got a father now in heaven that's calling you. And it's time now to start listening to his voice. That was a brave move for a father. You know what I'm talking about? That was a big move for a father. You've got to listen to this voice that you don't even understand. But you know, it's really weird. But when, when God is ministering to you, when he's wanting to invade your life, when he wants to bring a revelation of who you are in your life, Suddenly, you you're in a spot where um, there's a there's a the, the, that everybody else outside will try to explain to you what's going on, but you know what you've heard. And so the next night I came, I was ready. It was uh, it was a Monday night. It was uh, um, it was post Easter, and um, I sat there, and all I wanted to do was go forward. I endured the meeting. 
uh, and, um, and, and as soon as that guy who was visiting made that altar call that I'd never seen before, I, 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 was, I think I was first up the front. And, they, and it was amazing because that was the night, they literally, this is how I got born again. Um, I think I was born again, I was born again before I raced to the front, actually. <laughs> you don't have to say a magic prayer to get born again. If God's Spirit lands on you, mate, He's just, just drawing you out and He's saying, come on, it's time. It's time. Come on, come out of the shadows. Stop living in the shadow land. It's time to come out. And, and you, you take that step forward and something, everything happens. And I'm sitting there and they went down the line. This is how they did it in our church. They said, do you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? And the formula um, that, that I learned from the guy next to me, who was my cousin, was I do. And so um, he went, I'm looking at him because he was two years older than me. Uh, he knows everything. And um, he goes, I do. And I went, okay, that's what I do too, too. I do, do. And uh, so they, they just said, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I went, I, I do. And that's it. And, and, and then an old lady a week later gave me a card, which I still have and told me I was a good soldier of Christ and, and all the other boys and girls would look up to me and all of that kind of stuff. That's the only follow-up I got. <laughs> it was the only follow-up I got. It was crazy, you know, and, and I just fell in love with Jesus. Why? Because He came and lived in me or the knowledge of me, uh, of Him. And I was aware of Him right from that. Stanley, I was aware of Him. I was aware of Him when I was in Chennai. You know, suddenly you, you, you become aware of His presence. And we, we come in here today and we're like, we're aware, we're aware of, um, we're going to get, we're going to get amazing, that amazing offering. We're going to like, we're looking forward to that and getting teased out. We become aware of those things. We're aware of the people behind us, particularly if we don't like them. It's really crazy when you, you know, you come in. No, 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 you're not, not that side. And, um, you know, you, you always, if you know someone you're ticked off with and you try to avoid, even if you're in church, you kind of know exactly where they are in the room. You know what I'm talking about? I'm in the wrong church, obviously. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's awareness. One of the greatest keys I think we have as believers is we forget to be aware of the presence of God. He's here. He's in the very air that we breathe. Jewish people, we, we pray, our Father who art in heaven, which is a long way away. Which heaven is that? Third heaven? Second heaven? You know, out of sight, out of mind, heaven. You know, our Father who out, is out there somewhere, can you give me a hand if you can hear this? <laughs> it's true, eh? And the Jewish people would say this, our Father who is in the very air that we breathe. And so it's the, it's the divine hongi, I call it. When God gets to press noses with us, exchange breath with us, we breathe His air, and He takes our air. And we begin to live in a, such a rich atmosphere of His presence. It's incredible. It's incredible. And we become aware of Him. And when we are aware that the same Jesus, as I read out in Acts 10, He says, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with Him. Paul said it this way. So I'm crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, that's the stuff that you drag around. 
<laughs> the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gives himself for me. Romans says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, Andrew. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so we now, going back to healing, become conduits for the Holy Spirit. This is not for the select of the elect. This is not just for, the, for, for pastors and missionaries. This is for the people of God. Jesus called it the children's bread. I remember in Queenstown where Dale and I, Dale's, Dale's an amazing photographer, and I taught her everything I know. Now I hand her my camera and go, how do you do this? Because she was a very quick learner and won lots of stuff and all of that kind of thing. So we, we're in the wharf in Queenstown. And, um, and this gal comes along that she knows, and she has a girlfriend with her. And, um, and so I'm the, I'm the spare wheel, you know, so I'm listening to these girls having a conversation. And uh, it fell into photography. So the two photographers, Dale and her photography friend, are talking apertures and, you know, speeds and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and the other gal that was standing there, she was kind of like, you know, you know, what do I do now? And uh, so I said to her, like we all do, how are you? Um, hi, I'm Ian, how are you? And uh, she said, oh, I'm terrible. And um, she used a couple of words to describe how terrible she was, which I won't use here. But um, on the Queenstown Wharf, it seemed perfectly natural. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, she said, oh, I'm off to see, I've had this shoulder injury and, um, and I'm off to um, see the physio. And there was something went wrong with the surgery and, and apparently I've got to do this for a year and I'm really slacked off and uh, you know about the whole thing and, and so I said to her because I was doing some study on healing and all that kind of stuff and I was practicing on people that was part of a, a thing I was doing I was studying under a guy called Randy Clark and um, so uh, I had had some assignments to do and I had to get eight case studies and I'd done about five and, and, just, uh, and I thought oh goody goody um, so I said to her hey listen I'm doing this stuff on healing at the moment um, do you mind if I I pray for you. Would that would that be cool? She said, if you want. And I said, my, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, so what's going to happen is, look, I'm just going to say a simple prayer. Um, I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Uh, are you cool with that? He's, he's, he's a healer. She goes, yeah, okay, whatever. And um, I said, cool. And um, so I said, which shoulder is it? She said, um, the, the, the one with the sling. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. Okay, let's do that one then, shall we? Let's look. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, we, we, we got there and I, I remember leaning out, I'm just going to touch your shoulder because you know, the other two stopped talking at this stage and they're looking, you know, and um, I, I, I touched her shoulder and said, Lord Jesus, heal her. Uh, that, that's it. That's about, you know, because otherwise you're just going to go into hyperbole, you know what I mean? Just going to go, boy, we're going to get in. Oh, so just keep it simple. And um, so Lord Jesus, heal her. Uh, I think might have said utterly or something like that. And, and that was it. So I said, how does that feel? She goes, no, it's just the same. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. And um, so we had a bit of a chat for another two or three minutes. And I said, how about I pray for you again? I'd love to pray for you again. She said, okay, all right, do that. And so I, again, just put my hand on her shoulder and said, Lord Jesus, just I release healing to this woman right now. Because it comes out of us, eh? We're conduits. So, so we're carrying Jesus within us. If Christ within us is the hope of glory, and the only hope of God getting any glory out of you is Christ in you. So, so, so we operate. Ian Wright can 
I can I can't do anything. I can talk until the cows come home, but I blame the Irish for that. And you can I explained all of that yesterday at the marriage seminar. But the um, the 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 thing is that we are the conduits. Okay, and so I put my hand out and and I said, "How's that?" And she went, "Oh, she said it's it's gone fizzy." I'm fizzy. Well, it wasn't fizzy before. Now it's fizzy. I don't know whether fizzy is an actual theological term, but I'm taking it. I'm making it one. All right? Fizzy is good. Let's have fizzy. Hey? You ever been in a meeting and felt fizzy before? I've been in those meetings too, hey? And, And so I knew, oh, there's something happening here. And so we talked about, and I, and she was quite happy with fizzy. I could see that. Oh, it's fizzy. And I discovered, you know, through conversation, she was a bit of a new ager and a few crystals and whale sounds and all that kind of stuff going through the through her house, all that stuff. And um, and so, you know, she was, you know, anyway. So then I said to her, "How about third time lucky?" That's a quote, by the way. And she went, "All right, let's do that." And just as I reached out again and and touched her shoulder. It's shoulder. And just as I reached out, I was just about here. And the Holy Spirit, you know how He can download stuff in nanoseconds? Like, not even nanoseconds. It's just there, you know. He, he, just, goes, he just goes, break the spirit of trauma. So we're like, you know, like, oh, we've moved from healing now into deliverance on the Queenstown Wharf. And so I... I, I so I just go, and I break that spirit of trauma in Jesus. She, her arm shot straight up in the air. And she goes, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I went, that's correct. <laughs> Another good theological statement right there. And we found out um, through email and through mutual friends that a week later she'd been discharged from all care. She's completely healed. Keep me healed. He deserves the applause, eh? He really does deserve the applause. I can't do that. (laughs) I know I can't do that. But as we finish, what I want us to do is just, if you can stand this morning, um, I want you to stand. And I want you to, and if you're deaf this morning, hey, why don't we do that? You probably missed all of this, but it doesn't matter. You You can get the tape thing or the LP or whatever they do nowadays and so Father right now just put your hands in your ears or if you if you if you've got an ailment you know kind of maybe it's a, maybe it is a shoulder thing maybe frozen shoulder rotor cuff whatever it may be right now and Father in Jesus name we want to thank you that you are in the very atmosphere the very air that we breathe right now and in Jesus name I release your presence over these beautiful people Right now, shoulders, in Jesus' name, come free. Rotocuff injuries, frozen shoulders. Not just cold shoulders, I mean frozen shoulders. If you've got a frozen shoulder, you'll know what that's like. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command hearing to come back again in Jesus' name. Every deaf and dumb spirit right now, I take authority over you. Trauma. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. You spirit of infirmity, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you right now. Those with frozen shoulders, just lift them up right now. Just lift them up. Do something you couldn't do. If you've got a, um, 
kind of thing. You should be at least 50% better um, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, right now. Anybody, just wave at me. Wave at me. Who can feel that a little bit freer right that? that. I've seen 85-year-old friends. You feeling better in that? Is that better? 50% better? You're amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, Holy Spirit. More. Touch your son. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. What about death? What about, it's probably difficult to, um, to, um, to test that. How you doing? Say again, what's happening? Concussion. Okay, how's he doing? Would you like to come out here? We're going we're gonna to finish the service, but I want to pray. Actually, if you, if you feel like fizzy, if you feel like something's happened, all of those kind of things, I want you to just come out real quick. And even if we just accumulate, is that okay? Um, and, and I'll just lay hands on you. And um, I'd love to see those things breaking. Well, I'm, in the last year in particular, um, I have seen more demonic manifestations. And I'm not expecting that here this morning. You look completely normal. But I've been surprised a number of times. Anyway, and uh, there's, there's the amazing thing is I've seen a number of healings, so many healings. Dale has too. And so I'm going to ask Dale to come and join me. Quite remarkable in, in, in those things as well. And um, thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we just say the great amen in the spirit right now. We just say thank you, Father, that it is done, done, done. It is done, done, done at the cross of Calvary. It's by your stripes we are healed. And, uh, and Father, right now, we just acknowledge that the enemy is the thief. You know, the enemy is not only the thief, he's the liar. Every time you see the devil's mouth work, walk, you know, doing this, you know, talking, he's lying. You know, no, you can't get healed. No, you can't. You don't go forward. You got all that kind of stuff. That is not the voice you want to listen to. The Holy Spirit inexorably draws us to himself because he wants to fill us and love on us, heal us and restore us. That is his goal. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. I have been deaf and I'm healed. I've had frozen shoulders myself and I've been healed. All right? I've been healed by medical things. I've been healed by supernatural things. It's remarkable, remarkable. I can still kick my leg over a pulpit. That's not bad. Keep on doing that. I can't do it with the other leg, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell you that. Pastor, come. Now, I'm going to just start praying for people right now, starting with this gentleman here. Thank you. Would you like to give me a hand, please? Come on. Fantastic. If you need healing in your body, make sure you come down. What a wonderful opportunity. Great invitation. So good. If you're here today and you've you can't confidently say that you're walking in relationship with Jesus Christ. As Ian said earlier on in the message, He is the secret. He is the secret. You and I are designed to walk with Jesus. We're designed to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're designed to do life with Him. It's the way He created us. And can I encourage you this morning? to say yes to relationship with Jesus. He's done all the work. All we've got to do is receive His gift.
maybe you're here this morning and you just feel there's a wedge somewhere in your relationship with God. Well, maybe you just need to take stock for a moment and go, you know, I need to start again. Lord, can we start again? His answer is yes, let's go again. And I'd encourage you to do that today. In fact, can I ask you to close your eyes just for a moment? Bow your heads right where you are. So give the people on your left and right privacy. And I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. If you're saying yes to Jesus, there's nothing magic in your hand lift. I just want to celebrate with you and pray for you at the end. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus today, first time ever, you just want to get things right because you know they're not quite right. Would you like to give me a wave right now, just where you are? Make sure you catch my eye. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you that we get to be ambassadors of Christ, your representatives here on planet Earth. And I ask that you'd help all of us to do that well, wherever we are and whenever we're there, that would be like Jesus. Father, I bless your church this morning. In Jesus' name, and I give you thanks for everyone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, a couple of things as we finish. In just a moment, we're going to receive an offering uh, to bless Ian and Dale. They, they are basically itinerant ministers these days and, and live by faith. And we want to honour them. We want to bless them. So we're going to receive an offering to bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for your giving. Thank you for your faithfulness and your giving. It really does allow us to do what God has asked us to do. And also tonight, we have uh, Pastor Ian and Dale with us at the 6 p.m. And it'll be a bit more relaxed tonight we're going to have some fun and spend some time expecting God to do great things amongst us so have a great afternoon but why don't you come back tonight at 6 thanks so much team if you'd like to receive that offering would be really helpful thank you we also have giving stations in the foyer if you're most welcome to give that way Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for showing yourselves in our lives. I bless your church in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Have a fantastic day. If you need prayer for anything at all, please come down the front. The team would love to stand with you and pray for you. We do serve a God of miracles. So put yourself in a position to receive one. Have a great day.
like meal time, ringing the bell, everyone come to the table. <laughs> awesome. How about we stand to our feet? We serve a God who loves us, who absolutely adores us. We serve a God who takes us as we are, Whatever our weeks may be, even this morning, it may have been a struggle to get here this morning, but you made it, so well done. But right now, let's just start to acknowledge the presence of God in this place. Thank you, Lord. high five hello <laughs> let's lift our voice and praise our God today amen
that it is good to be on the winning side. Yeah? I don't know about you as a kid, but you always knew when they were picking the teams which team you wanted to be on, right? Because you knew if that kid was on it, then you're going to be on the winning team. Well, we've got a God, and He chooses us first every time. Yeah, to be on His winning team. And it's not because we've got it all together, because we don't. But it's because He, He is good. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. The song that we've written is a song that when we're facing all the chaos of the world, we can feel really heavy with that. But there's a God that says to cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. He loves us. He desires to step into our world. So don't put it to the side and say, I'm going to come to worship, put my happy face on and worship Him and yay God, and then go back, pick it up and walk back up the room. You get to come into His lounge room. Sit on His lap if you want or sit beside Him and enjoy His presence and allow the heaviness that the world wants to push down on us to be released and let go. Thank you, Jesus. When the world seems uncertain, I put my trust in you.
never failed us You will never fail us So we put our trust in you
we're going to sing that chorus or the chorus part one more time and no matter how you've come in here today because life happens eh? can I encourage you to stretch toward God He's not far away He's right here just open yourself toward Him as we sing that chorus again rise in this place today. We love you, Jesus. Inhabit the praises of your people. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in this place. And we welcome you today. You are most welcome. This is your place. I pray that every person whether they be in this building or one of the other campuses or online this morning, that every person would know your presence. That every one of us would feel relaxed enough in your presence to let go and let you be God amongst us. So we honour you today. We thank you. Thank you that we get to do this. that you're here. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Well, very, very good morning to you. Lovely to see you today. You're joining us online. Fantastic to see you this morning. I know the presence of God is with you wherever you are, as He is with us here. And uh, today's going to be a great day. Yes? Yes? Yes, it's going to be a great day, isn't it? That's right. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, we get to celebrate Jesus together. We get to celebrate each other, which is pretty good too. So a very warm welcome to you. If um, this is home, welcome. If this is your first or second time here at Activate, very warm welcome. Can I encourage you, if you're new to, to church and new to this environment, that you visit our website, which is acnz.church and go to new people there and there's some information and we'll do anything we can to help you in your journey. Or you can take a uh, new people's pack, newcomers pack on your way out, which is a white pack. The ushers will have those and uh, you're most welcome to take one of those and help yourself. But as you take a seat, why don't you say hello to one or two people around you quickly. Wonderful. So who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in this last week? Stick your hands up if you had a wedding or you've had a birthday. Fantastic. Happy birthday. Team are coming with chocolates, so keep your hands up nice and high if you've had a wedding anniversary or a birthday. Happy birthday down there. I see your hand down the back, another hand. Keep your hands up because you want the chocolate, eh? It's great. Right down the very back. Wonderful. Happy birthday. 
Great, yeah, keep your hands up nice and high. Brilliant. Happy birthday, happy wedding anniversaries. We declare God's blessing over you, that this next year will be wonderful. That you will know the favour of God, you'll know the presence of God, the provision of God, the health of God, great relationships, that this next year will be wonderful. We declare God's blessing over you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, we've got some video news this morning. Why don't you turn your eyes to the screen? Welcome to Activate News. There is so much happening, so make sure you grab a pen and put these dates in your diary. On Monday, Activate College Night Classes start. On Tuesday is All Campus Prayer Night. On Wednesday is Activate Prime. On Sunday, we'll have water baptisms. And next week, Activate Business launches on Wednesday, 11th of August. You can get all info on all of these events on our website or at the info desk. And check this out. We asked some of our church family to share some of their miracle stories from Global Legacy Month. Let's check it out. I bumped into a colleague in the countdown parking lot. Um, he was limping, his legs were basically straight. He couldn't bend his knees at all. It just felt like, uh, I just said, can I pray for you? Um, I just prayed a, a, a short prayer. On Monday morning, I saw him at the, at the, at the coffee machine in the kitchen, and he just like, was just amazed. He, he started bending his knees and saying, look at my knees, what did you do? What, how did you do this? And, and he just said to some other colleagues that are sitting around, this guy prayed for my knees and now I can bend them. And yeah, just uh, he was quite overwhelmed. He didn't really know what to, what to make of it. Um, yeah, asked me if I'd done some magic on him. And then the next occasion was I, uh, my, actually the owner of our business, he came to me and told me how he hadn't been able to run because his hamstring was really tight to him. So I followed him to his office and he was, looked at me like, what do you want kind of thing? So I said, can we go into your office? And I just asked him if I could pray for him, but my boss is really an intimidating guy. So um, yeah, so it was really nervous, like praying. Like I stuttered and stammered a lot and I prayed for him. And uh, yeah, then he went for the, the physio on the Tuesday night. On Thursday, he comes to my desk and he says, Man, I went for a run on Wednesday night, three Ks and uh, no problems at all. Then our receptionist at work, she was complaining about her knee as well. And we were really battling to drive. I just prayed for just a quick prayer. But it was last week, just about, about two weeks after I had prayed for her, she, I asked her again, I said, um, how's your knee since I prayed for you? And her whole face lit up and she said, I've been meaning to tell you that since you prayed for me, I haven't, it hasn't happened once. I think I was 12 years old. I started becoming allergic to almond nuts and it just progressed so badly that last year it, I was allergic to all the nuts and I even ended up in the ED because of my peanut allergies that progressed. Every time I accidentally got nuts in, I developed all the anaphylactic symptoms. My allergies progressed even further that I couldn't eat food that was made in sunflower oil, which is half of the restaurants in the world. So I was so frustrated. I had an episode at work because of the sunflower oil and I was so in Hawaii for two days that I couldn't think I was dizzy, I was nauseous, stomach pains, struggled to breathe. Um, and that's the point when I decided this is enough. I can't deal with this anymore. So 
I have a really good friend in Gisborne. Um, she phoned me the one day and told me that she had tea with a lady in her church and this lady just like out of the blue just started praying for her and she felt really uncomfortable but she just went for it and the lady said to her you are free from allergies now because allergies are not from God and she was freed from dairy and gluten allergies and I phoned my friend and I said I'm coming down to Gisp and this lady needs to pray for me as well God is my God is the only person that can save me right now. I told her my story and all of a sudden she just started praying and she kind of freaked me out because she started casting out demons and while she was praying I asked God to show me in the spiritual realm what was going on because this lady is casting out demons and I'm kind of uncomfortable this whole situation and I felt God's presence and that's what healed me was God's presence. So I said to God that I will try nuts if he tells me to because I need to be faithful and obedient. But it's scary and I'm human. I kept on hearing the Holy Spirit tell me, trust me, trust me, repetitively, trust me. And I was like, okay, God, I, I hear you. Okay, we, we can do this. He gave me a verse through a friend Romans 8 verse 14 says the mature children of God listens to the impulses of the Holy Spirit and straight after he filled me with so much confidence I walked up to the freezer and I got my hazelnut ice cream and halfway through I realized but I'm fine normally within the first bite that the nut would touch my tongue I would start burning and my throat would start swelling within two to three minutes. 15 minutes, halfway through my ice cream, I was still fine. And I was in a constant battle. I was so overwhelmed by the enemy trying to tell me, you're not, you're not healed. It's impossible. <laughs> like, you're not healed. And I kept on saying, the mature children of God listens to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. He told me to trust Him. And that's what I'm going to do. It took a lot of convincing, <laughs> but today, I think it's three months later, I'm still healed and pesto is amazing. <laughs> Give God a big hand. Isn't that fantastic? That is two of many. Wonderful, eh? Can I encourage you that if you have not yet seen the miracle, that you've been believing for. Keep believing. Because our God is, you know the rest of this, our God is a miracle working God. Yeah. So keep believing. Faith in Jesus. Fantastic. Hey, welcome to North Campus. Welcome to Tuaco. We're all linked up today, which is fantastic. Great to see you guys. I could just imagine at North Campus when Craig was sharing his testimony there, you guys would have been going off the charts and you're quiet way. No, not really. You would have been cheering him on, I hope. It was great. And good morning to Tuaco. Great to have you with us this morning as well. We're believing for great things today. We're believing that God's going to do some great things amongst us. And, uh, you know, we're starting by celebrating what's happened with our uh, global legacy, our month of miracles. And not only have we seen a whole lot of miracles take place this last month, we also received and had promised an offering. 
And I want to announce to you this morning what the total of the offering is. Is that all right? I thought you might like that. It's been holding out for a little bit. Do you know the good news is? I'm going to announce to you a total this morning, and I know that we're already above that total, which is great. But I'm going to tell you where we're up to. But I think you should stand up because, you know, I want us to give God thanks for what he's done. And I want to say thank you to you too for moving by faith. Thank you to you for moving by faith and responding the way that God's asked you to respond. It's really exciting. So can we do a, can we do a test chair? Because we want to cheer, eh? We want to go, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And North, you guys are going to make lots of noise. If you shout loud enough, we might hear you from here. Tuaco, I just think you should cause a problem in the town. Okay, okay, let's do it. I'm going to count to two and we'll do a test chair, okay? One, two. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I would think, uh, North, you could have improved slightly. It's not bad, but I'll, we'll go better. I'm going to tell you in a minute what we got. I'm going to count down from five. Is that all right? Because you need to be ready. Yeah, yeah. You need to be ready. You need to be. You need time to breathe, because you've got to breathe in before you can breathe out. And uh, we learned all about thanks the last few weeks. Praise the last few weeks. God resides in the praise of His people. So we want to fill this place with the presence of God. Five. I'm counting backwards. Some people would go faster, but I just got to make sure I get it right. Five. Four. Is this painful enough for you? Three and a half. <laughs> Two. One. Five seventy-five thousand five hundred fifty-three dollars. Isn't that fantastic? Come on, let's give Jesus a praise. so excited about what he's doing in and through us as a church and uh, you know the way that he's called us to impact not only for this generation but for generations to come and uh, someone asked me the other day they said Sheridan what what is it you're actually doing and and I just felt as clear as a bell actually I'm preparing for the next generation that's what God's called us to do to prepare for the next generation and uh, that's so exciting well 
I'm absolutely thrilled to have Pastors Ian and Dale Wright with us this morning. And uh, they're from Invercargill. And these guys are legends in Acts churches. They've been in Invercargill for a long time, been ministering there for a long time. Jan and I had had the privilege of knowing them for like 30 years. In fact, if you want to blame somebody that I'm doing what I'm doing, Ian's the man to blame. He prophesied it over us and called it out of us. I think if I remember rightly, Jan said something like he's got the wrong wife. But I think she's proved that wrong, eh? She's proved that wrong because she's awesome. And, you know, it was from there that we responded to the prophetic word and faced our lives in the direction of ministry. And the rest is history, as they say. And so, um, so we're really grateful. Are we grateful? I think we're grateful that you called that out of us. And, um, and it's been lovely. Ian and I have also worked for around about 15 years together on our Ex Churches National Leadership Team, which has been a blast. And um, I've really valued Ian and Dale over the years and their input. And just, it's really nice to have some people you can look to who are role models of steadiness through the ages. Yeah. And they just keep doing the stuff yeah. that they've been called to do. And it's really encouraging. So we're thrilled to have you here. I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm making you sound older than you are probably, but. <laughs> You know, it's so good to have you here. So at North Campus, at Tuaco, uh, I know Ian's going to be an incredible blessing to you guys this morning. And I really encourage us all, wherever we are, whether we're online somewhere, whether we're in the buildings, to open our hearts and allow God to do what He wants to do. I know that Ian loves to move in the power of the Spirit. And you know, there's an openness on our behalf that allows God to move. You can't hang it on the preacher. We actually pull out of the preacher what's in the preacher. And so we need to open our hearts. I'd like to invite you to stand again right where you are. Maybe a bit hard if you're in a car watching to stand, but you can give it a shot. If you'd like to. How about lifting your hands to Jesus this morning? So we need a fresh wind of His presence, of His Spirit in this place in your life, wherever you are. And turn your attention to Jesus. Oh God, we're open before you. I release faith right now in Jesus' name. I release faith in Jesus' name. Oh God, our hearts are open, our minds are open. We invite you to speak into our worlds. We allow our expectation to rise. In fact, we stir our expectation to arise right now in Jesus' name. Stir your expectation. Stir your faith. God, that you would do what you want to do. That there would be a fresh wind of your presence, of your spirit in each of us. Thank you, God. Invite Him into your room, into your room, your place. You are the temple, the Holy Spirit.
Sing in the spirit. You do. Come on, walk with me. Kinulisyon dilates. Diliabronoson dilenos lalikamon. Diliabresomados. Jesus did with his disciples. He said, I'm going away, but 
So I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. He just breathed on them. I always see that um, as like a divine honging. And uh, so we're with you in uh, Tuco this morning or North Campus. Great uh, for Dale and I to be here. But just, I don't want you to breathe on someone in this COVID era. It's probably not even politically correct, is it? But, um, <laughs> but you can sort of kind of, you know, allow the Lord to breathe on you. Is that okay? Yeah, amen. Just, just let him do that. Just become aware of his breath afresh. Just if you are hungering someone, you're very aware of the, the pressing of the noses, even of the exchange. But God reaches down even to his creation and breathes life. Still does that today. Did that with me this morning. I mean, as I was getting up, you become, like, become aware of him. Holy Spirit, from the back to the front, we just say thank you now for your presence afresh. I come from a conservative, evangelical, reform, theological, cessationalist background. Anyway, I am not that anymore. The first person I ever heard speak in tongues was me. I didn't even know what it was. They had to tell me. (laughs) She introduced me to the Holy Spirit. I blame her being a backslidden Baptist. All right, that's all I can say. And um, she was hung. Please just sit down for a moment. I want to... I wanted to bring Dale up this morning because um, uh, we we did a uh, a wedding, a marriage seminar yesterday, which was brilliant. Uh, we haven't done one for I said ten years, but fifteen years probably we haven't done one of those, and we really pulled something out of the bag that probably shouldn't be repeated ever again. Um, but um, we uh, we just we just love doing that. Uh, we've been married um, in this September 28th. I remembered, guys, remember your wedding anniversary winning all the time if you do that. Um, 28th September, and we've been married 48 years this coming September, which is great. Yeah, yeah, amen. So um, Dale is the um, Dale is the facilitator for so Bethel Sozo New Zealand, of which you have an amazing team here, and um, we honour them. And so I want to, Dale, just say hi uh, to you and um, all of that, so that'll be great. This is the lovely Dale. Kiora Tefano, what a privilege to be in your place. Thank you so much for your welcome in the Waikato. It's actually quite beautiful. We think we hog all the beauty down south, but I've been pleasantly surprised and impressed by some of the beauty that you have in your amazing province. So it's just a real privilege to be here. And I just want to say... Just very briefly. The Lord bless you and prosper you. As I've walked around your plant and I hear and hear the amazing uh, strategies and, and things, initiatives that are coming out of this place, I say again, the Lord bless you and prosper you. The reason why I say that, and you'll find this in a footnote in Psalm 139 in the Passion. 29, one of them anyway. There's a footnote where it says where in the Jewish culture of the day, when people walked past other farmers harvesting their crop, they would shout out to them, the Lord bless you and prosper you. And I say to you, the Lord bless you 
and prosper you as I see you harvesting in the place where God has planted you. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are, in your work situations, the Lord bless you and prosper you. And, and maybe you're, you're in your family situations, you're harvesting. The Lord bless you and prosper you. You know, if Activate People could be a people that bless one another, not get jealous or envious or feel intimidated or feel like we're in competition, but rather cheer one another on as we move towards a common goal of prospering and blessing one another, that we're a people that have known to be blessing and encouraging others to prosper. So I want to encourage you this morning, and I say again, the Lord bless you and prosper you in your region in Waikato. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, honey. You're right. Awesome. We, we met when we were 17, so we've known each other for over 50 years now, and it's just, um, just a real privilege uh, uh, to minister to Dale. We're semi-retired. Um, which I don't quite know what that means, but um, I think I'm working harder now than I was, which retired people often say, but uh, we've been pastoring for um, well over 36 years, 37 years, full-time, and we were doing uh, youth ministry before then, and, um, and uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, I also worked with the YMCA uh, for a while, way back doing special needs classes, and I um, and, uh, had so much fun with those guys um, uh, who had real-life challenges. And, um, and so... Yeah, all of that. So we've been doing that, met Dale, and, um, and we just both had the call of God on our life. And uh, my call came when I was 11. And uh, Dale has an amazing story. She's got a bit of a Once Were Warriors, um, Pakia Once Were Warriors background. And um, she told some of that story yesterday, which is harrowing uh, for me because I came from Goody Two Shoes background. And, um, and I didn't know any of that stuff that was going on, except that I bike past her place every day and I remember this little old state house uh, and, um, and I stopped there because it was on an intersection and um, you know redid my, my bike uh, gears and whatever you do and, um, and went off again not knowing my future wife was living in hell in that house and um, you know just an amazing story of redemption and, uh, and God he, he, amazing when he comes into our lives because he, 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 re, he redeems us and lifts us Come on, you weren't, you weren't the guy that, or the gal that you used to be. When Jesus gets involved in your life, you know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you. You know, that's just like you get that. That's like you're the total package. You look in the mirror next time and go, dude, I'm a total package. It's awesome. So great to be here. Great to be here. And uh, I have to mention Stanley because Stanley and I met... Um, Again this morning, which was just remarkable, um, and um, and I, I I didn't recognise him, and I sort of kind of the, the obligatory you know kind of hug, and um, and he goes you know what's your name, and he goes you know my name, and I went I was going to say oh it's Jesus he's probably one of those religious people you know and um, and uh, and I'm looking at him going you know my name you came to Chennai you you prayed for my dad you all all those kind of things we had this kind of real move of God and I, I went oh it's and and he said Stanley and I went oh my goodness what are you doing here like that's amazing that is amazing and I I just honor you and your family what your father carried and we saw him so released that day. I, I, I love that because um, you don't know what you don't know. 
you know, because you, you know, you're in a church and I see people and you just go, oh, there they are. They're beautiful that they're in church. They look so happy and full of the Holy Ghost and power and singing in tongues. And you go, man, you guys are on fire. You know, it's like, and... Hello, testing. <laughs> Some of you are more friendly guys. You shouldn't sit at the back. You should sit up here because it's like, it's way more encouraging, you know, like... So these guys down. Oh no, they're smiling now, so that's good. That's that. <laughs> and 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 Stanley's dad got released in that meeting, and um and and you came up, and your brother came up and said, "Daddy, you called him Daddy, didn't you? Because it's like, yeah, Dad, Daddy is dancing." And I went going, "Good for Daddy, you know, like that's great." And um and he said, "No, no, you don't understand. Daddy doesn't believe in dancing in church." <laughs> I said, no, I'm against it too, personally. But it's not true. Not true. My old sensational self was. But anyway, apart from that, all cards or anything, we had three hymns you know, up on the board and don't look at the hers and you'll go straight to heaven. You know, like that. Anything, any variation of that, burning for all eternity. You know, so that's, that was us. Like, that's, that, was great. that was not good news. It's not, that's not the evangel. That is not great news. And when I heard the gospel for the first time, I went, yes, please. Jingoes. <laughs> and so um, daddy got released and, and just whole bunches of stuff changed in Stanley's family. And uh, I want to honor this young man this morning. Anybody younger than me is a young man. So, um, um, and so I want you to put your hands together and bless this man here. Bless this man. We bless you in Jesus' name. Now, Stanley, I only did that because I am a preacher that loves um, someone playing uh, behind me, you know. And um, so if you're going to work with me, aren't you? You're staying there. Amen. That's good. Shoot. Thank goodness for that. That is so good. Wow. The great secret of the gospel, and I was sharing with the people before, uh, is found in Colossians 1.27. And Paul wrote this to the early church, and uh, he made it very, very clear. He wrote a whole, you know, two-thirds of the uh, New Testament was written by Paul, worth listening to. But he comes to this place where he says, this is the secret to your Christianity. And, um, you know, all of us want to know what the secret is. The New Ages want to know it. They wrote a book about it. They made the, they made the video, DVD, you know, audio tape, the teaching series. It's on Netflix right now. The secret, you know. And, you know, the, the, the power of attraction. When Dale saw me, she got that power of attraction, you know, like that. When I saw a mini skirt, I got attraction twice plus and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Then she was 17, mate. You know, just, yeah, come on. Don't you get excited, honestly. It's like... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, though. You used to be 17, eh? Surprising. And, uh, and so the, 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 the whole deal, you know, so I used to be 17 out here. And, um, and so, um, you know, the amazing thing is that, that Christ becomes so much part of us. So Christ within us is the hope of glory, yes? Okay. And, and as my friend Dr. Ray Andrews says, he said, the only hope of God getting glory out of us is Christ in us. That's the truth. This, the, 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 the New Living Translation simply says, this is the secret, full stop. Jesus Christ lives within you. And so the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resurrects us every day. Not just out of bed in the morning to get to work on time, but resurrects us to the newness of life. We are new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 just literally says uh, all of that. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are what? New 
creations. The old has passed away. Amen. And the new has come. You know, so that um, Galatians 2.20, you know, I am crucified with Christ. You know, um, I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. So we've got the secret. Christ lives in me. Jesus lives in me. When you get connected to me, you get connected to Jesus. You know, where, where um, one can put a thousand to flight, the Old Testament say two can put 10,000 to flight. So Dale and I are powerful together in what we do. And you are powerful when you join with your friend or with your, with your, your wife, your husband, whatever, and that you join with ministry, you join with church. You've got to be more powerful together. And so I encourage you uh, in all of that. And so it's been an amazing uh, journey for us to, uh, to go on and to, uh, to be part of and, uh, and just to know that He lives within us. What is Christ? Christ is the anointed one. That's what it literally means. And so uh, uh, I had a man recently react because he had demons in him. And, um, and they, are, they live in New Zealand too and in New Zealanders, just in case. FYI. You know, like, <laughs> and some people are like, oh, you know, and even in my cessationalist church when I grew up, you know, they were there. It's amazing. There was a lady called Molly. And every Sunday morning, Molly would sit right in front of me to my left-hand side. I was a little boy growing up. And I knew what was going to happen every Sunday. If we had 100 services on a Sunday, which we didn't, we had three, um, like you guys, but we had communion at every one. Communion was the big deal in our church, all right? So that was good. In fact, if you missed communion, they would provide another communion service after the three services exclusively for you, even if it was only you, all right? And so that was like, we were fully committed uh, to bread and wine, all right? Or bread and grape juice, and um, or it was whatever it was in those days. But the amazing thing was, even as a little boy, um, recognizing that, 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 there is other spiritual worlds. I used to watch as the communion uh, bread would come along and Molly, little old Molly, Miss Deverell, she would, she would sit and she had a fur, what they called a fur stole. But it was real, it kind of had eyes. <laughs> I always get in a good position to see the eyes. And if I could, if it was near me, I'd kind of flick it around a bit, you know, kind of to see it. It had, a, it had its whole face on there. Apparently you can't do that stuff anymore. You know, it's PC, but I thought it was really cool, you know. And anyway, say so this little fox fur thing she had on and she'd all be dolled up and styly and she'd have the bread and thank you, Jesus, and pass the bread along and all like that. But, 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 but I knew what was going to happen because it was always the same every Sunday. She'd come along and the, and the wine would come and the lady next to her would take it and pass the wine. She'd take it, she'd hold it and I'd see her hand start to shake. She'd take it and then she'd, she'd do it, she'd try again. And she'd, she'd put it in her mouth and then boom, she'd have a grand mal seizure. She was an epileptic. And, uh, you know, as a, and, and listen, you know, I understand that, but I was seven and I could figure it out. All the elders, including my dad, would drag her out and deal with her. No woman was helping her. Those were the days. And, uh, and, and just like she needed some feminine help, honestly. You know, she needed, yeah, anyway. And, and so they get her out. And I remember sneaking out one day and I looked down as she frothed and foamed and shook and, sh- and, and, I felt so sorry for her. I remember, I felt so sorry for her. I was seven years old. I go, why doesn't someone pray for her? It's not rocket science. You know, Acts 10 just said, Jesus went about doing good and undoing the works of the enemy, as one translation says, and healing the sick. And then he sent us, us out to do that. It's called the Great Commission, not the Great Omission. It's that 
that commission that all of us get to be able to go tell people about Jesus and then follow it up with power. Yes, Ian, that's amazing. Wow. And we know that. I'm preaching to the choir. I get that. But when was the last time you prayed for someone and they got healed? When was the last time that you, you, you saw someone, you know, manifest? And you know, we're talking about Christ within us. Christ means the anointed one. I was praying for a young man the other night, all everybody was around him and all that kind of stuff. And I was uh, just speaking in tongues as I, I do. I speak in tongues more than all of you. And, and, uh, and, and quietly, I didn't want to offend anybody from my old church. And, uh, and so I, I was just like doing all of that. And, um, and then I came up to him and I just said, I want to, so many people have prayed for me over the years. I just want to pray for you. I laid my hands on him and, uh, and he immediately just changed. He just pushed, he just flicked his, his, his arm up and, um, and, 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 and go, get away from me. <laughs> he's just going to be baptized. You know, like, he's just like gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Look, get away from me. Whoops. <laughs> Try walking on air. And, uh, and, and you go, well, that, that's odd. <laughs> and, and, and then I stepped up into him, which I probably shouldn't have done. But I'm that kind of guy. And I, I stepped up into him. I looked him in the eye and, his, and, and I said, I can deal with that if you want. And he goes, get away from me. Like, and his whole family who are Christian, like, are like, what? <laughs> what the heck? This has only happened about three weeks ago. It was crazy. He said, what the heck? And, um, and, and so, um, yeah, he got baptized. He never came back to our church. He went to a brethren church that following week. Safer, because no one's going to come up to you speaking in tongues. Like, that's going to be real safe, you know. And, uh, and so that's good. But what, what was happening, there was a kingdom connecting with another kingdom. And he was just, he'd been away, he'd been on drugs, he'd been uh, the backslidden guy in the family, all that kind of stuff. And no, nobody had done due diligence and just taking him through, you know, kind of some early discipleship, just saying, hey, let's get some stuff cleaned up in your life. And we kind of conveniently forget that because it's messy. But Jesus went around doing good, undoing the works of the enemy and praying for people to be set free so that they would sit at his feet clothed and in, his right, and then in their right minds. Thank you, Ian. That was wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. That's our ministry. That's our, not my ministry. Well, it is my ministry, but it's, it's our ministry. It's our ministry. You can do that. And I remember his sister coming up to me afterward and says, Pastor Ian, what was that? And I went, you know very well what that was. His parents came over. Said, Ian, what's the story? What was that? And I went, you know very well what that was. You've seen that before. And they kind of looked sheepish. And then his sister said to me, what was it? And you know, the Holy Spirit always tells you. And I didn't even consider to ask at that point. It was just a pushback from the, another kingdom. A kingdom I didn't want to have anything to do with and don't have anything to do with anymore. I used to. I did my first seance in my youth group church in a cessational church. Because if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit... There's a whole bunch of young people in that church wanting to believe in something supernatural. So we did seance. Yeah. Anywho. And so she, she said, what, what would you call that? And I said, oh, I was Antichrist. It was kind of like, like oh, we're in, 
And she was like, shocked. And then she, he said, but he loves Jesus. I said, yeah, he does. He does love Jesus. But he's got unclaimed territory in his heart. He's got areas that he will not give up to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Christ means anointed one or the anointing. Antichrist just simply means anti-anointing. People come into churches and twitch all the time and go, I'm not going back to that church. I'm going to find something that I'm more comfortable in. What is that? That's a pushback from a kingdom. I don't feel comfortable when they, when I, I guarantee you there was people here this morning and um, you don't have to, don't, please don't put up your hand. But I guarantee you, when, when the music team were playing and we started singing in the spirit like that, that something went off in you and went, I'm finding this very uncomfortable. I'll work through it. They'll get over it and sometime and later on they'll be like me. Guarantee it. Because I'm used to working in Pentecostal churches. Shock horror, you're in a Pentecostal church. All right? I remember saying that to our church when we came in Invercargill years ago. Said, I said it from the pool. Well, it's great. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe in these things, blah, blah, blah. And a gal came up to me I've known for uh, many, many years because <clears throat> I was brought up in, in, in Invercargill. And she said, we're, we're not a Pentecostal church yet. I mean, not now, but wait for it. I've just arrived. <laughs> Heck, I know what we're dealing with. <laughs> and, and part of, and I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on this tonight. So I'm giving you fear warning, all right? Um, because I'm a revivalist. I'm not, I'm not into revivalism. Can I just say, look, they're coming to the altar call already. That's outstanding. Come on, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Woo! <laughs> and, um, and and so you know, I'm not into revivalism, as I'm not into Pentecostalism, because the isms are the things that get us into trouble. And so we want, you know, I just want to encourage tonight when you come out, you know, I'll be talking about revival and that. You know, we, we've all heard the sermon, Jonathan Edwards, great reformer, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Man, I preached that better than he did. You know, I was more scared. I was like holding on to pillows and slide, unless I slide into hell, all that kind of stuff. You know, like, and, I, and, and that was never good news. Now, go Jonathan Edwards, but he was seeing God for what he was in the era that he was in and, and preached out of that. We all do that, by the way. We all do that. We filled it. You only have to go on YouTube to find that out. Go and have to go on Facebook, social media. You'll find that people are in that deal right now. And they're preaching out of the filters that they have on. I'm not into sinners in the, hang- in the hands of an angry God anymore. I am into sinners in the hands of a loving Father. Because the key of the gospel is the prodigal story or the loving Father story. When the moment he lifts his head up from the corn, the, the corn cobs, you know, he goes... <laughs> Like, like there's got to be, I, I'm going to be a servant in my father's house. And it was like his father heard that. It was carried on the wind. And here was this man. He was this great landowner. Everybody knew property owner. The, and here's this kid that brought so much shame unto his father. And yet his father waited for him to come. <laughs> waited for him. We had an old guy in our church. And I remember him coming to me one night. And uh, he, uh, he said, um, my wife's been pestering me about becoming a Christian. You know, leaving tracks on the toilet seat and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, well amen, good, you know. But, you know, like he, he was, he, anyway. And he came around and he said, um, if I'm going to get board the, on board this thing, he said, I need to, I, I need to clear, the, clear my conscience. 
And so he told me a whole bunch of stuff. I felt like a Catholic priest, you know, honestly. It's just like confessional, you know. My father can play dominoes better than yours can. And, uh, you know, just like, away you go. But he wanted to clear something up. The moment that Jesus came into his life, which wasn't that night, by the way. I could have led him to the Lord. But the Lord was leading him to the Lord. The Father was embracing this elderly man now who had been in all kind of shonky deals, business deals. He was very good at doing that kind of stuff. Having an affair, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, he was drunk all the time. He was quite addicted to alcohol and all that kind of stuff. If I'm going to get on board with this thing, he said, someone needs to know. And I said, someone already knows. And he said, the very fact that you're here doing that, it's part of coming from the pig pen. It's coming to the arms of a loving father. And three days later, he walked into church with a tie on. I said, Bob, even I don't wear a tie. And, and, and he, goes, he goes, I'm after your job. He was a joker, you know, those guys, you know, like he ran trucking firms and all that, right, hard man, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, after your job, and he, and, he, and he had a Bible underneath his arm, which is big enough to choke a mule. It was like an enormous, like, dude, that's not a Gideon Bible that you stole from a motel, isn't it? I said, no. He said, this is a monster thing. This is like, you know, this is like the original manuscripts bound into leather, you know, and, but it's, it still had cellophane on it. Isn't that lovely? So I wanted to open it in church. Yeah, it was amazing. He said it was terrible buying it. He said, I asked someone in the church, where do you buy Bibles? And they said, oh, you go down to the bookstore, the Mana stores. And he goes, I walked up and down outside that place for ages. See, that's the kingdom pushing back. What, what he was involved in. So I went to go, he said, I couldn't go in. I'm, I'm, I'm go in and, and then he said, I'm, I'm psyching myself up to get a Bible. And, and so I, I, I get a Bible, I need a Bible. I don't even know what, you know, a Bible. So I get a Bible, right, here I go. He gets through the door, walks right up to this guy who actually owned Mana stores throughout New Zealand because they started in Invercargill. Thank you for that overwhelming round of applause. And um, no good thing can come out of Invercargill. Anyway, it's just like, and, and so he goes in there and then he said, I get it right up. And he said, and then this clown, like who's running the store, which was my friend, he goes, I want a Bible. He goes, what kind? <laughs> So he said, I he said, I just felt like I was running out. And he goes, and then he finally gets one, works him through all the things. And he says, I just wanted to get out of there. Gives him the Bible. Gets and he says, can you put it in, can you put it in a bag? Like, put it in a bag. He said, I was like buying a penthouse magazine. You know, it's like, it's like it's trying to hide the thing. You know, and, uh, he's, and he hid it until Sunday and it was still in the cellophane. Within three months, he's smuggling Bibles into China. Amazing, amazing. He went on a missions trip to, to China. Some guy picked his wallet going across a crossing in the middle of communist China, right? So not Hong Kong, I'm talking about, and they were being watched. The whole team, Dale was with them. And it was great, you know, because Bob's saved, but not yet sanctified. So the guy picks his wallet. So he goes, oi! <laughs> and, and he said, the only, everybody stopped except the guy that stole his wallet. And he said, that's the trick. You've got to know how to, how, humanity works you see and so he grabbed this guy and he kicked him so hard up the backside 
that he lifted right off the ground, you know, like that, and um, and um, he may have done some damage, I don't know, and and uh, and and so landed again, grabbed his wallet back off them, and he was going to deck him, but he thought he better not because he was in communist China because they're being watched. Dale and the team are freaking out because what do you do with these new Christians that come, you know, with Bibles and cellophane and all that kind of stuff? What's happened? He said, because when God gets in his life, he just changes you. He always upgrades you. He comes in. We say, oh, I have to be better. You can never be better. I've tried that. I've really tried, you know, being, I, I'm going to be more holy. <laughs> this is not, you've had your turn, Dale. <laughs> For those of you on the line stream, she just said good luck with that. And that's true. That's very true. I'll try to be more sanctified. I'll try to be like more like Jesus, swanning around, doing all this stuff. No, no, we operate. He operates through you. I know that's really surprising. I was picking on Andrew this morning, um, and I and I, I just see. Let's look at Andrew. Amazing. Love your haircut, mate. And uh, but he's got Christ in him. He's Christ in him. So, and, and so is he Jesus? No, he's Andrew. But Andrew has had an upgrade. And Jesus leaks out of Andrew. Sometimes Andrew doesn't like being in Andrew. He doesn't like being in him. But Jesus is okay. Andrew stuffs up sometimes. You don't have to agree with me. Who knows Andrew? No, don't say that. No, no. Don't put your hands down. You all get excited and put your hands up when there's something of picking on someone else. Like, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus sticks with you when you're doing all kinds of things that you shouldn't be doing. He did that with me. I know that. He, he, even from goody two-shoes background, you know, Jesus had to work on me. And there were times I didn't feel comfortable in myself. But Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And he comes and he, he brings that incredible touch of revival uh, to our lives. He revives us, he restores us, he redeems us. It's like when, you know, revival is just simply um, uh, something coming back to life again that's, that, that's lived. I, I, I could pick on this table here. Whew, look at that. That table there. That table, that's not bad for 68, eh? 67, all right, all right. 68 in November, all right? So that's near, near, near. And so um, it, it, this, is, this is like dead. It's never lived. I mean, it, it, the wood's probably plastic anyway. Um, so it's been made up, you know, and you know, probably put on the thing. Never lived. But if you were up here and you were dead, you'd go, well, like, give him a poke. He's no, he's dead. Get the doctor up. He's dead. Yes, dead. Go, goes back. Like that. We have to, re- what? Revive them. Can't revive that thing inanimate object but someone who has carried life and knows life and revival is about touching individuals and churches that brings them back to a place where they once were renew our first love and 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 of course that whole area of revelation is so incredibly incredibly um powerful this is this is an acts acts chapter 19 when Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he said. 
we really need the infilling of the Holy Spirit, all right? Now we get that when we, when we, when we are born again. The moment as an 11-year-old, I gave my life to Christ, I walked down the front and I said yes to Him. Um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. But I didn't speak in tongues. I didn't move in healing power. I didn't have an overflow in my life, but I was absolutely caught up in an awareness of His presence from that day to this, all right? And so that's, that, that was amazing. Did I stuff up on the way? Did I want to get out of myself? Yes, I did. But Christ was in me and became the hope of glory in me. Right. And so he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? He says, no, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. He said, what baptism did you experience? Now, you guys are going to be learning about this, I think, next week and the week after, both baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit. Please attend, because I know that Pastor Sharon is going to unpack this in a great way for this church. That's going to be sensational. I'm really excited about that when I heard. And if I can contribute some small part of that today and tonight, we pray for people moving the prophetic and all that kind of stuff. We want to be able to have great fun in that. And, and he said, what baptism did you experience? He said, they were a baptism of John. That's a baptism of repentance. So we can, we can be happy with that. Even the young man that I, I, I saw coming to baptism now, who knocked my hand out of the way, manifested. And when her sister said, you know, what demon is that? Or what, what do you think it is? And I said, Antichrist. And she, she said this. I didn't tell you this before, but she said this. <gasps> he called our grandmother Antichrist this afternoon in the same voice. Oh, well, there's a bit of a clue, eh? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Real giveaway. And they said, we received the baptism of John. Paul said John's baptism was called for repentance from sin, but John himself told people to believe in the one that would come later, meaning Jesus. And as soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul laid his hands on them, and the Spirit came on them. They spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied, and there was about 12 men in all. The point that I wanted to make from that, well, it was 23 years from Pentecost, from the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, if the early church could forget, or some members of the early church could forget, that the power of God had fallen and had just stayed in one particular teaching, one particular revelation that got them out of stuff, but never received the power that was preached 23 years ago to the entire, to the birthday of the church, the day of Pentecost, when it had fully come, all of that kind of stuff. If they had forgotten that in 23 years, what have we forgotten in 2,000 years? We need another Pentecost. We need another outpouring of the Spirit. I can't magic that up. Only the Holy Spirit can because it's not magic. I can wave my hands and do my thing and, and operate in the call that I've been given. But ultimately, it's not down to me. It's down to you. How hungry are you? What kind of capacity do you have for a move of God? Does a move of God turn you off? Does a move of God attract you in some way? Does it repel you? What are the things that you have always filtered your Christianity, praise and worship through? Or they say, oh, they're worshiping too long. I'm going to get a coffee while they get over that and I'll come back for the Word because I love the Word. That goes on in churches all the time. All the time. That's why online stuff so so happy. Hey there, you're still online with me? Good on you. I love you. <laughs> and stay. There's a lot of people get saved online. A lot of people hear, a lot of people check you out. The front door is not the front door anymore. The internet is the front door. And they've checked you out six months before they come in here. 
We've had people come into our church in Invercargill and literally come and go, oh, Simon, it's so good to meet you. And Simon's looking at them. He's our worship pastor. And he, they go, they go, he goes, who are you? <laughs> like they, they know him. They know all his songs and uh, they, because they've been watching him online for six months or more. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you guys are magic. It's magic. They just drop out of the sky. It doesn't take long for time to pass and it doesn't take long for fire to fade stand with me it doesn't take long for time to pass and it doesn't take long for fire to fade religion turns into rigmarole and fire turns into cold ashes we need another Pentecost just lift your hands for a moment If you're hungry this morning, you don't even have to come tonight. Mary knew what that was like. She discovered herself pregnant. Luke 1, she sings a psalm echoing from the Old Testament. She fills the hungry with good things, but the rich he turns away empty. And it's not just people with money. It's just people who, well, I'm okay, Jack. I'm okay, Ian. I'm okay, Look, I am okay. I'm living my life, you know, getting the kids to school, all those kind of things. But yeah, but remember youth group days? Remember we used to we used to fast occasionally, we used to we used to go out on outreach, we used to do the mission thing. You know, Bob went to China. Amazing. And and then and then he went to India. He went to Chennai. He went to Hyderabad and Secundabad, he planted 27 churches. Here's a man who was so not happy with himself. But one step into Jesus, allowing Jesus to step into him, and then stepping himself into a local bookstore to buy a Bible and just continually saying yes to him. He's in his 80s now. His wife has got health challenges. Both of them have lived in India for a time. He only got saved in his late 60s. God said, I can use you. And as you lift your hands this morning, I bless you to know the fresh fullness of the Holy Spirit. I bless you to know the impact. Some of you need to just put your hand on your tummy, your own tummy, not someone else's. Thank you. And uh, that's right. And uh, because the Bible promises that out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And as Pastor Sheridan comes and, 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 and finishes up the service, hopefully tidies it up, um, because I hardly touched, I touched about 90% of my notes, Pastor. It's just, sorry about that. Um, you were drawing something out of me this morning that needed to be addressed. And Father, I bless these people. I bless them to know you in power, presence. I bless them to know you in nurture. I bless them to know you in healing and wholeness. I bless them to allow you to flow through their lives when they touch their children, when they touch their friends, their power would flow from them. When they lay hands on the sick, you don't even have to have a flash prayer. The Word of God says, lay hands on the sick. It doesn't even say, add words. Just lay hands on someone. Lay hands on someone. Call them by name. And bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you for those online. Uh, We're going to be back tonight at 6, I believe. We're going to have a great time. I'm so looking forward to that. God bless you.
Yeah, please thank Ian. It's great. We want to open up for prayer. If you'd like someone to stand with you, pray with you, minister to you. Uh, we've got teams at Tuaco ready to go, North Campus ready to go, here at Ruakura ready to go. Because you need to be free in God. You need to be free. And sometimes you need to someone come alongside you and pray with you and allow God to bring a release into your situation. So whether you're online or one of the other campuses, I'm going to sign off right now. Thank you for being with us today. Bless you in Jesus' name. Your teams and your campus pastors will take over now. If you're here and you really need a touch of God, you're hungry. As Pastor Ian said, you're hungry for God to move in your world. Why don't you come out of your seat and come down the front and allow the team to stand and pray with you. You've got to do that, but I can't do that bit for you. You can come out of your seat and come down the front. But if you really want God to move in your world, it's great. Good on you, man. Come on. It's great. Here, come. Come on, there's a whole bunch of us. We need to change gears. It all too easily turns into religion. We're called to relationship, not religion. Yeah, come on, keep coming. The prayer team like to come. Ian and Dale, would you like to minister? Pastors come and minister, it would be fantastic. have a great time at 6pm tonight so I encourage you to come back at 6pm and create an environment for God to boost. Saviour, can I encourage you that you're designed for a relationship with God? You're designed to walk with God? And He's done all the work. All we've got to do is accept His invitation. Invite Him into our world. Invite Him into our life. And He comes. And we walk with Him. And this morning it would be so good if You've never said yes to Jesus. Why don't you say yes to Him today? Well, perhaps you feel there's a real blockage in your relationship with Him. How about saying yes to Him again today? 
almost like a fresh start. He desperately wants to have relationship, close relationship with you. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a minute if you want to say yes to Jesus today for the very first time. Perhaps you want to get unstuck and you're saying, Jesus, I need to say yes again. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. We're going to pray with you. It'll be awesome. Can I ask you to bow your heads right where you are? Just give the people to your left and right privacy. In just a second, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. You're saying yes to Jesus. You're not saying yes to me. You're saying yes to Jesus. I want you to be part of my life. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus today, can you give me a wave right where you are? Just make sure I got you. Awesome. Fantastic. That's great. Fantastic. That's great. Fantastic. I've seen three people give me a wave so far. Just make sure you catch my eye. You want to say yes to Jesus today? Just give me a quick wave. I've seen three people so far. Would you all like to pray with me? Repeat after me. It's wonderful. Great decision. Jesus, today I give you my life. I thank you that I get to walk with you. I turn from doing it my own way. I choose to do it your way. Help me walk close. Continue to give me a revelation of your love. I'm so grateful. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. That is awesome. Church, why don't we give these ones a hand? Brilliant. Brilliant. We're going to do a couple of things as we close. Number one, Pastor Ian and, and Dale are um, they're itinerant and they're living by, by faith. So we want to bless them. So the team are going to bring the offering bags around. We're going to receive an offering for our guests uh, to bless them. I encourage you to, to sow into that if you'd like to. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving to, to church and allowing us to do everything we do. Uh, the team are going to bring the bags around. That would be wonderful. And then why don't you come back tonight, 6pm, bring a friend. We're going to create a wonderful environment where God's going to move powerfully amongst us. And your friend needs a touch of Jesus. Your family members need a touch of Jesus. You need a touch of Jesus. So why don't you all make sure you're here at 6pm. Fantastic. Have a wonderful day.
to fail.